Oh boy, you and your computer. We are back. We this are is, back. That's very exciting. Uh, part Good. two of our of our little Facebook live stream that we were doing. Um, since a lot of people lost you at the end, Brian, maybe yes. what we could do is you could retell the story of the restaurant uh, that you visited and your problem with it. Um, so yeah, hopefully everybody was able to rejoin us on the stream. Um, I hope so. It looks like it looks like literally we just tried to do it in such high quality that we broke Facebook. Um, oh, we don't want to so, break Facebook. Zuckerberg's right. already having enough trouble. Did you see that picture of him with all that sunscreen on his face? Oh like, my god! Like he's Mr. People Kabuki. Made, people made too big a deal out of that. I thought it was like all anybody was talking about Friday. I'm like, really? This is all that we have to talk about? No, it's not. But Cody, we we were just saying you need a you need a distraction. We need something else to talk about. So Mark Zuckerberg covered in grease paint like it from or the yeah the Pennywise. That's going to be at least that's something funny to talk about rather than everything else. You know. So all right. it's all right. So all right. Let's, well, let's recap this story. Start. Because here's the question. My question to you, commenters, is if a place is not going to enforce the mask rule, are you still willing to patronize them? And it all comes down to, I went to get a gyro the other day. This place makes great gyros. Fantastic. Uh, went in, the staff, except for one guy who had his mask under his nose, everybody else was masked, gloved, everything looked good. Signs at all the doors. You have to have face covering to come in. A man and a woman come in. The woman has her mask on. The guy has it under his chin. And I wanted to go up and ask him if his uh, chin does the talking for him, but I didn't. I kept my mouth shut. But I will tell you another story where I didn't keep my mouth shut. Um, and I, was, I came home and I said, I don't know, Debbie, I don't know if I want to go to this place anymore because they're not going to enforce it. And I know for a business to throw somebody out, that's bad because a lot of businesses are just hanging on, especially small restaurant kind of places. This is one of those like hot dog stand, beef stand kind of joints. They can't have people in there anymore. It's just carry out. So everybody's struggling. But my point was, is it better to upset that one guy who's a selfish ass anyway and doesn't want to wear a mask or risk him getting somebody on your staff sick, another patron sick, somebody else sick in there, and then you have to close for at least two weeks to clean. So I'm still, I'm struggling with that because there's, there've been a couple places now where I'm like, man, I, if I can't trust you as the business owner, who's telling us, please, you have to support local business. We want you to support local business. Yeah. And you won't do anything to, to make sure that we're protected. I don't know, man, I might have to go somewhere else. I told you about the, I told you about the uh, young woman that I saw at the ATM in the liquor store last yes. couple weeks ago, right? Right. So uh, young, you know, hot girl, twenty something, waltzes into this this corner liquor store, run by a local dude, uh, starts using the ATM. He comes out from behind the glass. He's got his mask on. He's like. Ma'am, it says you can't come in here with your mask. Like you can't be in here without a mask. Like, where's your mask? Put the mask on. And she's just like, "Oh, sorry, I'm hot and I can do whatever I want." Um, so, you know, in that case, right? 
uh, I know I'm not really answering your question, but what I'm saying is sometimes as a business owner, you do try. And then it's like, what do you, like, what do you do at that point? Right? Like you can't physically do it. No, you can't put your hands on somebody and drag them out. You know, she's um, using the ATM, so he can't deny her service because it's all automated. Right. So yeah, the, thing and is- the only the only way you can do it is and it's cost prohibitive and it's never gonna happen. It's gotta be like some of the bigger stores where you hire somebody to stand outside your door, a security yeah. person or a bouncer or whatever you want to call them. And that person is responsible for either letting people in or not. But then you run it, you run the risk of something horrible happening which has happened before. And it just, um, at some point, it's probably just not worth it. So you yeah, know, Jody and- says, if it's a place I'm not going to be in long, uh, she's fine with it. Uh, Christine says she won't go in. Uh, if it's a restaurant, no, says, uh, says Jody. So it's, you know, it's hard to tell. Because I was we- coming out, this is last night, Debbie wanted tacos because it was Taco Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So I go to get some tacos. Everything's fine. Uh, the the staff is all masked up. The customers that have placed their orders uh, come in and they're standing six feet apart and everybody's got their mask on. Everything's fine. And as I'm walking out the door, in comes a family, husband, wife, two kids, not a mask among them. And I'm like, what are you doing? What What's going on? It just, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense anymore. I, I, I can't fathom it. Uh, I, uh, there's a part of me that wants to just give up, but I want to. I think it's, uh, I think it's time we start public shaming some people. <laughs> you know, because they're not. If if you don't care, so I'm on doing the show at TMJ Friday night, right? And I'm talking about the new mask uh, mandate that went into effect in Milwaukee. Got a call. Did not make it on the air. Who said, the guy actually said, I don't care if I get other people sick and they die. I don't care. I only care about kids until they can walk. And I don't care about other people. I only care about myself. And I'm not wearing a mask. And that's that. And I was like, well, okay. There's a guy. There's a guy that nobody can reach. But that was a real call. That's not that's not me being hyperbolic. It's not me exaggerating for comedic effect. It's these are the kind of people that are out there who literally will say, I don't care about other people dying. Okay. So there you go, Cody. There's your happiness. There's your I brought up the store owner thing because like you don't know how many like you were in that store and the guy walks in with no mask. You don't right. know how many people the store owner had asked before. That's true. People had ignored him. Um, or if he knows the guy, I mean, like, and the other thing is, like, I, I'm a very firm believer in, like, let someone know what the problem is. So, you know, write him a letter afterward and, or, like. Oh, the, the business, little, you mean. Yeah, tell the, tell the, like, because you you can't change if you don't know something, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah I was I, thinking about calling on Monday, and then I thought, eh, what good's it going to do? Right, and you don't want to get in, like, an argument, so it's tough. I would I write a letter, literally. Maybe. <laughs> to the beef house? <laughs> write a letter to the beef shack and go, hey, man, what's going on? 
you got to tell your guys. Now, this was not the guy who was running things Sunday night was not the uh, the owner, the main man. He's there during the week. Sunday night. So maybe the assistant manager doesn't want to deal with it. He's like, oh, yeah. It's not my place. But I mean, to answer your question, would I go back into a store where I saw a bunch of people without masks? Probably not. Uh, if there's one person without a mask, like, you know, I saw walking around Menards, there was some dude full no mask. Like, Menards has a very strict like mask policy. So yes. clearly he just walked in and took it off. But it's like, am I going to not go to Menards? I mean. No, I get it. And I see, I've, I've been to a couple places now that are actually, because people are trying to game the system, that actually have the signs on the door, face coverings must cover nose and mouth. Nice. <laughs> How? It's a shame, isn't it, that we have to spell it out for people like that? But, you know, we do. So it's pretty brutal. It's horribly brutal. Uh, uh, I did get into it with a woman at Jewel. The Jewel. Tell me. The Jewels. So I got I had a couple uh, from when Molly was home. I mentioned Molly is very bougie and she likes her Oberweiss chocolate milk. Oh yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It's if you're gonna drink chocolate milk, that's the chocolate milk to drink is oh, yeah. Oberweiss. And we're not getting anything from them. Ding ding ding. I still had to pay my two dollar a bottle deposit when I got them at the Jewel. Whoa. Yep. Two, yeah, Joe, for the bottle deposit is two bucks. Yeah. But I guess they want the bottles back. So that's what I was doing. I was schlepping my bottles back to Jewel. Uh, and I go to the, I'm going up to the service desk, and there was kind of a line. So picture, if you will, the service desk. And there are two, two people working the service desk. This one, strangely, happened to be two gentlemen. Usually, you see, maybe you see uh, a couple ladies up there, maybe once in a while a guy. This was two guys. So that right. caught my attention right away. Both men had a person in front of them, a customer. Then there was a woman who was standing back on the red dot. The jewel has big red stickers, so you know where to stand. Oh, yeah. So she was standing on there. That was fine. And I went to stand on the next one back. As I approached my circle, the woman at the window slid out, excuse me, like she was done. And the woman in front of me took a few steps forward. At which point I then took a few steps forward to stand on the new square. This woman spun on me like Tasmanian devil meets a Wolverine meets a, a battling top. And she starts screaming, oh no, you stand back six feet. That's what these dots are for. And I said, okay, ma'am, I thought, I thought you were moving forward. It's like, well, you thought wrong. And I'm with the county and I'm here making sure that people are following this the guidelines, and I don't know what why it's so hard to understand. I was like, "Listen, you weren't on the square. If you if you want to stand, if you want people to know you're on the circle, then stand on the circle." Well, that's fine. I'm gonna and then so then she starts again. I don't know why it's so hard to understand. I go, "Ma'am," and I this is this was the exact tone because I was like, "I'm not getting Karen. I'm not getting. I'm not gonna go viral. Nothing." I said, "Ma'am, if you want people to know that you're on the circle." then you got to stand on the circle. If you keep wandering off, people aren't going to know where you're standing. <laughs> then she went up to the guy at the service desk, and she reads his name. I hate when people read somebody's name tag like they're aloof. You know, like if you if you come up and your waitress comes up and you go, oh, Sherry, how are you today? You know? Oh, boy. So she walks up to the guy at the service desk, and she looks. She does that thing where she cranes her neck, and she looks, uh, Joel? 
Good day, Joel. I'm with uh, the county, blah, blah, blah. Now, she had no identifying uh, uniform. She's like a Trump soldier. She had nothing to identify her as any sort of county uh, person. She didn't have a badge. She didn't have a clipboard, nothing. She said, I've noticed uh, that you're not cleaning the self-checkouts after every person. Said, well, we, we clean them every hour. Uh-huh. And Joel, what is your uh, what is your title here? You are the manager? No, I just work on the front end. Hmm. I'm going to make sure I write that down. Then <laughs> she spun. She gave me the dead eye again. And then she stormed off. Now, I may have, uh, I may have uh, muttered something under my breath as she walked away, but not loud enough where, it would, uh, where anyone would hear it. But to myself, I did, uh, I did think a couple expletives as she walked away. And that was as close as I've come to getting into any kind of beef. But I was like, I'm standing there in my mask. I'm obviously tr- being conscientious. You're wandering around like a lunatic and then expecting people to just know where you're going to stand. So you need to step. You need to check yourself before, in fact, Cody, you wreck yourself. What are you organizing over there? Are you counting change? Just doing insulin. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Way to shame me. Very nice. Yeah. You ableist. How could you? Wow. Okay. Melissa says, hi, I'm a Chicagoan living in Abu Dhabi. Masks are now required here outside of home in all public places, in shops, takeaways, etc., it's a $750 ticket immediately for not wearing a mask or wearing it incorrectly. I love it. That's what I'm talking about, Willis. Let's find some people. Let's do it, Cody. Are you still taking your are you there? Did you I'm looking at a different screen. Did you pass out? Are you okay? I'm hanging. Not uh, not very chatty today. Just chilling what what I'm chatty. I was chatty. He's like I'm not. Very chatty. I sat down. I'm taking a breather. (laughs) I didn't know this was so taxing. It's exhausting. You know, just thinking about all the people. I got a a direct message on Twitter Uh from an old coworker that I worked with like 12 years ago. Okay. 11 or 12 years ago. Haven't talked to the guy. Um, he direct messages me. He goes, uh, he's like, Cody, you must remember me. I hope you do, Cody, with an exclamation point. I'm like, yeah, I hope you're well. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm nice. Sure, that's very nice. He replies, no punctuation. I am. I hope you find God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Second half is all caps. And then you must find God and our Lord Jesus Christ or you will die! Exclamation point. Followed by read the truth now, Donald J. Trump at real Donald Trump. Followed by mail-in voting unless changed by the courts will lead to the most corrupt election in our nation's history. Hashtag rigged election. Uh, Wow. I'm so excited that my fake account worked. So I replied and I said, yeah, Jesus is pretty great, <laughs> which is true. And, and then he replies with mail-in voting is fraud and must be stopped. Read the article. Now, he hasn't sent me an article in any of this. So I just Googled. I Googled election fraud and found a Reuters article. It was like the first or second hit. 
with the headline, explainer, fraud is rare in the US mail-in voting. Here are the, here are the like, I don't know, metrics or something. It cuts off. <laughs> so I just copied it and I sent it to him and I said, this article with a link to it. Um, Not that one. <laughs> that disagrees with my point. Dude, Jesus is pretty great. Okay. I was raised Catholic. I'm all about Nobody, that. Listen, like, no, I'm God, not going to come out against Jesus. I'm down with both of them or the one of them, you know, however sure. you want it. But yeah, three and one, isn't it? <laughs> it's the three and one. Well, Patrick in the chat just said he sent you the article telepathically. It could be. Maybe. Maybe but, he wanted Jesus to give it to you. Dude, I love God and Jesus both equally. Or listen, in order nobody's to, saying you don't, Cody. I'm not. But, I don't. You you seem very defensive. Like all of a sudden we've labeled you some sort of uh, anti-God uh, atheist. I know, right? You know, but but this is a this is like a this is a person who's like old enough to vote. Right? Yeah, like, but probably shouldn't. How do you imagine he feels about masks? Oh, based, based I, on that he, no, come on. You know, he, right? So it's like, it's just. But he may, <laughs> he may be changing his tune this week because, you know, now the president has come out and said, it's patriotic to wear a mask and nobody's more patriotic than me, your favorite president. And that is a direct quote from his Twitter. Uh, so, you know, maybe all these, maybe all these people who were looking at this as a political thing rather than a, uh, public health issue are now going to say, well, now the president's wearing a mask. I might, I might as well get myself a mask, you know, get myself a, I, I will bet that by next week on the Trump website, there will be, uh, make America greater again, masks or Trump 2020 masks. I will guarantee you. Mark my words. Are they marked? Did you yeah. mark them? Yeah. I, I think the point of my story was this. Yes, do you uh, have a point to your story? Other the, than that, we, we get the point that you love Jesus. We get really that point. There's, there's people out there that equate God and Jesus with Donald Trump and think, <laughs> that, and think that voter like mail-in ballots are fraudulent to the same level that they believe hell is real. Okay. Uh, and like, I sure hope he's, he keeps up the mask stuff and like someone can talk Donald Trump and continuing to tell people to wear masks because that'd be really good for a lot of people. It'd be great. Uh, it would actually save a lot of lives. And I know people don't like Trump, like a, like really don't like him and he does a lot of bad stuff, but like he, he, could, he could save... A lot yeah, of, it, a yes, lot of no, it's a, it's about time he does the right thing. So I'm I'm all for it. Like, you know, I am too. It's finally coming around to it. Like, right. I don't, I, I don't care what he said. Like, I care what he said before, but it's like, okay, let's just like. And really, this. we all know the reason, but it doesn't matter. The reason doesn't matter either. Yeah. You know, we, we all know. Everybody knows the reason. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So it's pretty Let intense me, stuff. Let me ask you another, or tell you another story. Tell uh, me another I story. I know you like to be a good citizen. I love being you know, a good citizen. Uh, despite all my uh, protestations, I usually like to be a good citizen too, and I like to do the right thing. That's, you know, it's it's okay. So last night, after we eat, I take the garbage out, which is, you know, I think a good thing to do as a husband. I take, I take out the trash. 
take out the garbage, the recyclables. And as I'm coming back, I look, and by the front door, there's a box. And I was like, oh, this is, first of all, how hard is it if you drive for Amazon or FedEx or the U.S. Postal Service or DHL or UPS? Uh, yes, I'm talking to you, delivery people. Uh, knock on the door when you drop a box. Don't just drop a box, especially if it's raining. Don't just drop a box and ski-daddle. Drop a box, three taps. You don't have to, you're not waiting around, but at least now I know there's something at the door. Anyway. Dude, hold on. Yes. Before you continue that thought. I won't. The lumber yard just pulled up with a forklift and just dropped like a half, <laughs> like a, half a ton of lumber on our driveway. They didn't knock. They weren't like, is this the right house? Where we should dump a half a ton of lumber in the driveway? Like, <laughs> is this the right place? Nope. I'm not mad about it, but I'm just like, like, like my wife is just like, hey, it looks like the lumber people are here. And I walk over and they're just like in our dry in our driveway with a little forklift. It's like beep, 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 meow, like six times. And now we've got like, what am I, what am I supposed to, what if I was the wrong house? I don't even know. It was just. I, it was then a lot. you're screwed. It was weird. Well, so, yes, I'm with you. If you're the wrong house, then you're me. Because I go out and I get this little box and it's from Kohl's. And I was like, hi, I wonder what Debbie bought at Kohl's. And I carry it in. And instead of just ripping it open, for some reason, I looked at the label. And it wasn't for our house. It was for the, the a house one block away. So if our house was 19-something, this was for 18-something. And I was like, oh, man. All right. I said to Debbie, uh, it's for the wrong house. It's not for us. I said, do you think I should take it down there? Because it was still, it was like 730. It was still light out, you know. Um, and she's like, yeah, you could take it down. I go, yeah, I'm not going to call, uh, you know, FedEx or whoever dropped it off, or Amazon. And I go, hey, man, come back and take this a block. So it's raining, so I, I had to drive. So I get in the car. And I drive the one block to this house, get out. Now I walk up and I know, I know somebody's home because all the lights in the house are on. So I do what the delivery drivers do not. I set the box down and I ring the bell. Then instead of, I don't stand at the door. I go down the steps and I go out like to the sidewalk just to see. Now, as I turn around and walk down the stairs, all the lights in the house go off. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. But now I'm invested. Now I got to see what's going to happen. So I take another couple steps a little further away from the house, but I'm still right there where you can see me from the door. Now the lights all go on. And I'm like, huh. Then they go off again. And I'm like, what the hell is going on at this house? So I get in the car, but I'm sitting right outside. And, as, and, I'm, and now I really don't want to. Now I want to go and tell these people to pound sand. You know, I'm not looking for anything other than to make sure they get their package. Because I'm sure they got the email, hey, your package has been delivered. And they're like, no, it hasn't. So then as I'm sitting in the car, before I pull out, I got the car turned on, the radio's on, I'm about to pull away. And I see all the lights are still off, but now I see the door, the front door open. Just a crack. And I can see a figure in the doorway. And I hear something, but I got the radio on. And I'm pointing at the porch. And finally, I, I just yelled out, they left that on our, at our, my house by mistake. And the woman's voice goes, okay, thank you. And then whoosh, <laughs> shuts the door, leaves the box. 
I pull away. I don't know what happened. But I'm thinking, what is going on in that house? That they, they who, who did they expect to come to the door? Probably nobody. But even still, to turn off the lights twice, like, shh, quiet, click. Nobody's home. I see you in there. Nope, nobody's here. Okay. I don't know who was coming. You know, if they were expecting to, to get, um, uh, what was an eight or a three on the street address? It was a, a nine and an eight that got uh, a nine and an eight that got confused to the driver. So, yeah, I don't know. It just makes me makes me not want to do good deeds anymore, Cody. Just because I nobody, you know, it's a that's an odd thing. Now you live in the suburbs. Somebody comes to your door. Are you going to turn off the lights? Pretend you're not home. No, I'm going to answer it like an idiot. And then when the high school kid starts talking and saying, "Hi, I'm going to sell you a pest control service." I listen like a moron, and then I regret Do you really? It. Yeah. The only thing, like, I'll answer the door. Um, sometimes I'll look, and if I see if I see it's uh, some of these religious-type folk, then I pretend I'm not home. You know, you can I tell. I don't think we get that. Do you have a no solicitor sign on your... No. I have a, bit, I have a sign as you're walking up that says, Psycho Dogs live here, though. Are they psycho? They are. If you knock on the door, you'd think they were psycho. Like right now, they're not. Right now, Gidget's still asleep next to me. But if that doorbell rang, forget about it. Things would get dice. I'm surprised we didn't hear them, uh, which does not bode well for a potential sale that was going down in the house today. Uh, Debbie went into the basement the other day and started uh, going through stuff. You know, mm -hmm. last year, she went before we moved, she went on a big selling spree. Right. Well, there were some things that didn't sell that she relisted. Like my aunt had some Waterford crystal that, and we have a set of crystal and Molly didn't want it. So Debbie had tried to sell it. She sold some, but there was anyway, long story short, woman was supposed to come tonight at seven. And then she texted, well, I'll be there right after work. And so she was supposed to come. And I thought at some point I'm going to hear the dogs go crazy because this woman is going to come and there's going to be business conducted outside but I didn't hear the dog, so I don't know if the sale actually went down or not. I'll find out after this is over hmm. to see if we were able to able to unload some stuff. You know, I'm not a fan of flaky internet purchases. I know you've you've been well. You've fallen victim to a couple. We've had a bunch where people didn't show up, and, I, and it just makes me so aggravated that now I tell Debbie if I'm home, I'll help you. If not. Uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to deal with it because we've had so many times where I've waited all day uh, because somebody was supposed to come and then they didn't show. We did have good luck a couple weeks ago because Molly in New York had had to get a uh, window air conditioner unit and didn't need it in New Orleans because she has central air. And so, you know, right during the heat wave, all of a sudden we post a, we post a window air conditioner unit and it sold that day for what we were asking. Boom. The ladies came. I was working out in the yard, so I had the air conditioner in the garage. They pulled down the alley. They said, can we turn it on? Sure you can. We plugged it in, whoop, turned on. It was blowing cold air. Okay, we'll take it. Thank you. Doop, doop, doop. That was it. In New York City? No, right here. It was the air conditioner was from New York City. Oh, got it. Yeah. Are you okay? I, th I Some people are concerned on the chat, and I am too. Are you feeling well? Why? I don't know. You just seem... You seem like you're uh, like you're la dragging a little. I did just have Portillos. Oh, what'd you have? 
Uh, I had the big beef and a vanilla shake. So I am like. Logie. I'm probably just carbo loaded bad. They Portillo's got number two or four, I think, today. There was a big article in the Tribune ranking 20 of the best beef sandwiches in the area. And I know Portillo's was in the top five. They have a good sandwich. Actually, here's what happened. Funny story. It's not that funny, but it's a story. <laughs> you can make it funny. I've told you, people know this. We always start late. That's because in my house on Wednesday nights, dinner is ready at exactly 7.53 p.m. without fail. <laughs> I don't know why this is. Doesn't matter who's cooking. Doesn't matter if it's me or my wife. Doesn't matter right. if we start cooking at 5 or if we start cooking at 7. It is ready exactly 7 minutes before we just, I'm supposed to start the quarantine cast. So I get, I stopped working around six ten. Okay. And my wife had gone for a walk. She walks in. She's like, Hey, I was thinking for dinner, you could grill some chicken breasts, which like take a while. Right. Sure. I'm like, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're going to get this prepped and marinated and stuff. It'll be ready. Maybe six 45. I'll go grill it. I'll heat up the grill. It'll take a while. It'll be a half hour. I'll have to keep turning it. It'll be maybe, maybe warm enough and cooked and cooled off by like 7.35, 7.40, earliest. And then something's going to happen. Right. And it's going to be 8.06 and I'll be finishing dinner. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I am outsmarting this month, this week. I'm like, we got an hour and 45 minutes. Let's go. Let's go get fast food. It's a fast food joint, drive through somewhere, get the food, get back, be done by seven. I finished eating around 7.35. It was great. That's I nice. Like, what I want with my Wednesdays. I want to eat and then have a half hour to digest. Yeah. Well, anyway, then I get caught up in conversation, then I end up being late anyway, because that's how I roll. But the thought counted, Brian. I, I understand. I, you I tried my, your best. I did my darndest to be you, here on time. You did do your darndest. But dude- so, so how did you is your Portillo's constantly packed? No, nah, there are only a couple cars in front of us. Really? Yeah, like 6:30. Oh my god. I have never driven by. There's there's a Portillo's not far from us. Uh and I and the one near my mom's and it doesn't matter what time of day I drive by those Portillo's, it is always packed. Like they're giving the food away. That's how long the lines are. And I know they have a pretty good system for their drive-through of people writing it down and radioing it in. They're out there in the rain and the snow and everything else. I like Portillo's. I'm just always amazed at how crowded they are. But I'm finding, maybe it's the pandemic. I'm finding no matter what time of day, every fast food place is packed. And there hasn't been a lot of, I'm not going through them a lot. But I'll be out maybe running errands or gone all day, and it'll be like 2 o'clock, 2.30, and I'm like, I'll just drive through and get something, you know? doesn't matter where I go. There's a line. I went to a Wendy's at like 4 p.m., and there were like three cars in front of me. So, yeah, I get you. I don't know what's going on. Nobody wants to eat. I, I think we all got tired of eating at home, you know, the first couple months where they told us not to leave the house. And so everybody was eating at home nonstop and making bread and – because you know, growing their own vegetables and all that, whatnot. Uh, and now we're like, oh, we can go out. Well, see, I you dig know. grilling. I've been loving the grill. Yeah. But dude, uh, this week, I don't know how it is where you are. Apparently, they took like a two-week nap, and then the cicadas all woke back up. Because it's like cicada mating season part two. 
And it's to the point where I actually put on ear protection while I was grilling last week. Really? It hurt my ears to be outside. Oh my God. They're that you're a loud. guy who wears headphones for work nonstop. Me, I actually prefer computer speakers, which incidentally, uh, funny enough, my computer speaker wire broke. So I'm listening oh. to you on the, my old, my, my computer speaker lasted about 13 years, but I had to keep plugging it in and unplugging it for my discovery stuff. Right. And moving around on my laptop and stuff. And yeah, I just severed and it's attached. So it's, it's done. My computer speakers are done. So you're coming out of my closed laptop on oh, my on my raised standing desk. So I've got this weird like muffled speaker where it sounds like you're like in a box. That's I, I sound better that way, where you can't really tell everything that I'm saying. Where yeah, what the heck? Where you go, hmm, what's going on? Speaking of, we started watching a uh started watching a show last night on the BBC, and I know it's they're cool. speaking the same language theoretically that you and I watch. It's on Netflix, but it's a BBC show. And uh Debbie and I both said Boy, we're really going to have to pay attention because it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And I know they're, I know they're speaking English, but it's, what show is it? It's called uh, Bodyguard. Oh, it's only one season, six episodes. We're already, we're already almost to the end. See, have you ever seen Letter Kenny? Letter Kenny? Yeah. No. Letter Kenny, no idea what uh, service it streams on, but my sister-in-law was really into it. That's Canadian, and you need subtitles. Oh, my God. Yeah, like it's like – forget about it. I need a show uh, – like we just – we just finished. We're looking for new shows now, which is how we stumbled on this bodyguard because we finished all of Breaking Bad. We finished all of Better Call Saul, and we even watched the El Camino movie, the Breaking Bad movie. Mm-hmm. And this is how this is how much I like Better Call Saul. I paid fifteen bucks for season five because season five was just on AMC. They're not releasing it to Netflix until right before season six comes out, which they don't know when that's going to come out because Hollywood has shut down. So mm-hmm. I was like, I can't wait for I can't wait for a year and a half to see what happened on season five. And AMC, you can't get it through the AMC website. Um, I tried to do that. I, all this stuff. So I was like, you know what? Fine. Prime, you got me. So I dropped. This is how I don't understand. So there were 10 episodes in season five. You could buy individually. You could buy the episodes for $3 a piece. Cody, quickly. Three times 10. 30 $30. Or you could buy the whole season for 15 Obviously, I bought the whole season. Yeah, but but I'm thinking, why would people then break it up unless you unless you just missed the only episode I could see buying individually is the last one. Because if you missed like the fourth one, but you saw every other episode in the season, you know exactly what happened. So why would you pay individually when you should just when you can't just buy the entire season for less money? Again, I don't understand people. Are you familiar with HBO Go? Uh, that doesn't exist anymore, my friend. They've phased that out because now it's HBO Max, baby. But I have HBO Go. Then you have HBO Max. But I have HBO Go. Did you not get We got an email that said HBO, HBO Go is going away and HBO Max is the, is the rad daddy streaming service. 
Well, I know it's going away, but I still have access to it. Okay, well, maybe it hasn't gone away all the way yet. But yes, yeah, so we have, yeah, I got it. I have it. What's your point? Well, apparently it comes built in with the AT&T internet package that we yeah. got. We don't have TV. It just came with the internet. Okay. okay. Dude, there's some good movies on HBO Go. Really? Like a ton of really good stuff. Um, I don't know if it'll all be rolled into Max or like what the deal is, but dude, like, cause you know, I'm just like, what do I need HBO Go for? There's Game of Thrones and then, I don't know, The Sopranos and that's kind of it. Yeah. No way, dude. They've got this whole classic movie section. And my wife and I looked through it and she was like, oh my God, this is where every movie we've ever tried to find on Netflix actually is. Really? Yeah. Right. It's got, it's got your, your old favorite movie. Um, with the 50 eggs, Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke, baby. Cool Hand Luke is on there. There's Have a you watched it? Mar Marx Brothers films on there. There's David Lynch films on there. Oh, wow. Um, there are, there's a lot of black and white, a lot of classic cinema. Gone with the wind on there for now. Well, um, listen, yeah, but they put, they put their disclaimer on there. Sure. But no, dude. It's like really good for films. And then they've got, they've, they own like all of Adult Swim and Cartoon Network. So you can stream like Rick and Morty, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Robot. I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Dude, me too. Yeah, no, it was. Check, check I, it. They've, they've even got some anime on there. They've got uh, some like cartoons for kids. They've got a bunch of, I think it's Looney Tunes stuff. Okay. Um, I was really surprised. I was like very, like we ended up adding like 30 things to our watch list. So if you have time to just screw around with it, yeah, go look at the catalog on HBO Go or you know. I'll have to check it out because I'm. We're somebody recommended a show on Apple Plus. Well, we the Apple Plus app is on the TV, but I'm not paying another five dollars a month. We already have. We've got uh, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, we get Prime because Debbie's a Prime member, so we get Prime Video. Um, and we've got HBO because we still we still have Directv. So we have HBO on there. So we got HBO Go and HBO Max. I'm not paying another five dollars a month to stream more content. I just—it's like, come on, you know. Now there's Peacock, which is free, unless you want to, you know, unless you don't want commercials and stuff, then you got to pay. Same right. with Hulu. Um, and so yeah, and we all and we have Disney Plus too. We got you got to have Disney Plus. Why do you have Disney Plus? I don't know. Because they Hamilton. were running some, huh? To watch Hamilton. No, we got it before. We got it because they offered it to us through AT&T for some real cheap uh, introductory price, you know, a trial thing when they were first when they were first starting to roll it out. And since we have AT&T for our phones, uh Debbie Debbie went with Debbie got it and she signed up. Now I will say, even though I have I tried to watch I started to watch Hamilton in New Orleans, but I didn't. But I watched I've watched a couple uh old animated movies, old Disney movies on uh, Disney Plus. And then one I hadn't seen before, The Princess and the Frog, which is set in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So I watched that. Um, but yeah, so I, too many. Too many is streaming. Too many are streaming. Too many are streaming. Too much. Too much. I can't. I'm not paying to see anymore. I don't, plus, I don't know what I want to watch. So like, I'll go through... Well, let me see what's on, you know, pick a streaming service, Netflix, Prime, Netflix, whatever. Yeah. Let me see what's on there. And it'll tell, for 25 minutes, I'm looking at different shows and watching trailers. I'm like, I, I just watched something. Just looking for something to watch, I just watched something. 
That's why I want somebody. I want people to recommend something that I that they think I like, and then I watch it. Somebody, uh, I think we're going to start the Americans, maybe, uh, which was on AMC. Okay, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. The problem is too. A lot of people are very well-meaning, and they will recommend shows, and they don't realize how much TV I actually watch. So I've seen pretty much every show that people are recommending. And then the few that I haven't seen, I see what they're about, and I'm like, eh, nah, pass. I'm impressed because every time I talk to someone, they recommend a TV show. And I'm like, we're halfway through Star Trek The Next Generation. We're a little, we're a little behind. Yeah, see, that, I wouldn't, that would have no appeal to me. That's why it's hard to recommend shows to people. You know? But Breaking Bad was one of those that everybody in the planet, it seemed like, had said they had seen. And I had not seen one episode, and now I can't believe I didn't watch it when it was on at first. But I also realized I would have hated it because I now cannot wait a week to see episodes. Yeah. I have to I have to watch a couple in a row, and then the next night we can watch a couple more, and then we're done. You know? That's what happened to me with Breaking Bad. I binged the first two and a half or three seasons. Then I got caught up, and then it was every week. Yeah. And then it was on. And it was during our show, Brian. Oh, that's right. It was on on Sunday nights. It was on Sunday nights during our show on WGN. So I would actually, there was one week, I, like for the finale or something, I almost took off. <laughs> or, you know, I probably joked about it. But like, yeah, dude. So what I would do is I would go home and then I got home around 10 o'clock after our show. As soon as I got home, I would download it because I don't think you could just like stream it. So I think I would have to like have a friend record it and they'd like yeah. send it to me or I'd like probably download illegally or something. Who knows? But I just did something to get my hands on it. Then I would watch it. Then I would go on Reddit on the Breaking Bad subreddit and it would break down like everything that happened. People would have analysis of like shot by shot. They'll be like, oh, this is a callback to like season one, episode four or whatever. Um, because Vince Gilligan, the director, it was, it's a very cinematic show. Uh, like it's like it's it's not like a, a typically directed TV show where it's kind of like you got your stock shots. Like right. there's, there's a lot of care put into every frame, kind of like a Stanley Kubrick kind of a thing, but way less intense. Um, <laughs> it's really like detail oriented. So um, that's what I loved about the show. That I'm really excited to watch it with my wife at some point because she loves cinema, and I think that she would appreciate it because it, it is like. Yeah, it's yeah, not. It was, like it was a really impressive show. Really yeah. impressive, and so you, I think Better Call Saul is as good. Really? Yeah, I I I enjoy it, and I think you know seeing the characters make the you know before they were the Breaking Bad characters that you knew them as is pretty exciting. Um, you know, I like the I like the Chicago tie-in with uh, Jimmy McGill. You know, the Cicero. You know. Growing up, it's, I like that. And I think Odenkirk does a great job as uh, as Jimmy slash Saul. So, you know. And, man, Michael McKeon was such a jerk. The character he plays. Yeah. Chuck, such a jerk. No spoilers here, but, man, he's a jerk. You know. So were you satisfied with the Breaking Bad conclusion? The movie? No, no. Forget the movie. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I, th I, I loved it. You know, I thought it was I thought it was really good. And I know people blasted the movie, El Camino. It was a little far fetched, but it was okay. And it did 
did kind of let you know because that was if they felt they needed to put a bow on that last storyline from Breaking Bad that they didn't resolve. Okay, I get it. You know, it was all right. You know, it's nice to see Skinny again. You know, so that was that was kind of fun, and I did. I like that character. I like the, I like the Robert uh, Forrester character, in Breaking Bad, and then in this movie. And I, I don't want to spoil for people who, but he's like he's a fixer. Let's just say. And well, I like, I like that character. Right, that's not giving things away, is it? I don't think so. Right. Well, I'm glad right. you liked it. I'm glad you saw it. Did. We had to, and we were trying to do it while Molly was home, which was a nightmare because Molly didn't want to watch it. She didn't want to watch it, and she, you know, she'd get mad if we were like, "Hey, we're going to watch an episode of Breaking Bad." Well, you don't want to sit with me. Kids these days, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I know she's out living with a dog. Dog's back talking her. But she's she's kind of like you now. She's even though she's in an urban setting, she's been meeting her neighbors. She's been uh, there's been a lot of uh, mingling with the neighbors and uh, other people bringing their dogs over to meet Walter. All socially distant, mask wearing uh, things. But yeah, settling in, uh, settling into that neighbor. We're trying to debate. We were supposed to go back there next month, but I don't know. You think Mardi Gras is going to happen next year? My guess is no. We did put our deposits down for the crew, but um, I don't. I don't think so. Because Louisiana is Louisiana's on the wrong side of the curve now. They're going; the cases are climbing back up. So, uh, and they're really pushing, trying not to. You know, oh, hold on, I hear some voices. Ooh, outside the window. tail. Hold on, I'm gonna peek. He's peeking. He said he's gonna have to peek, not pee. No, I'm peeking. I'm, I'm not peeing. What if I was just peeing right now while we were doing this? If I just had a big igloo cooler underneath me, I was just draining it. It's horrifying. But I think the sa- I think the sale might be going on unless Debbie is having a loud conversation with Molly on the phone. Nice. I got a text from our contractor. He's not going to come move the wood out of our driveway till tomorrow morning. So that's well. That you, you don't want him there now, do you? He originally said he'd come over late tonight. I didn't know what that meant. So oh my god! Me at nine thirty to say he just got off his other job that he was doing. I don't know. Yeah, it's time to go home. Somebody asked what kind of dog Walter is. Walter is a Chihuini. a Chihuini. He is a Dachshund Chihuahua mix, uh, which I think is just some weird accident. I don't think Chihuini is a real thing, but that's what Molly was told he is. And some days he looks. We posted a picture of him last week. Some angles he looks just like a, a Chihuahua. Some angles he does look like a Dachshund. Um, so yeah, and it's I'm not going to post a lot. You know, it's just we all do need to smile. We all do need some pick me ups, and nothing's better than a puppy to make people smile, especially when a puppy's doing something stupid. Like he the other night flipped over his dog bed on top of him, and then was running around the room like a hermit crab, and. Molly was sitting on the floor, and all of a sudden, he got to a point where he hit he hit her leg with the bed, so the bed flipped back the right way, and there he was inside it. Just such a dog guy. Just a, yeah, just just doing crazy dog stuff. You know. I'll stick up the picture of the dog. 
Oh, get the show going on. That's very nice. Very high production value here at the Quarantine Cast. Uh, Leroy is saying hi from Normal, Illinois. Hello, Leroy. How are you? Yeah. Oh, look at that dog. That's a cute dog right there. He looks much. He looks much bigger in that picture. He's only four pounds. Four pounds. Yeah, which is probably the size of the beef sandwich you ate at Portillo's earlier. I think He's it was four pounds. And I, because whenever Molly sends a picture or video, you know, she's up close with her phone getting the picture. So I'm like, oh, that's an, a a real size dog. Then she's, she was talking to us the other day on FaceTime and she, oh, Walter's in here. And she showed me from like her eye level. And I'm like, that's not, that's a toy. That's not really a dog. It's a teeny little, some sort of animal, but it's teeny. Too teeny for me. I mean, he's cute and I'll, you know, I'll pet him and whatnot when I see him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm a. I need a little bigger dog. I'm too big to have a tiny. Can you imagine me walking a four-pound dog down the street? No. No, that wouldn't look, you know, I should have a four-pound dog in my pocket. It would be funny. It would be hilarious. Yeah, maybe for a for a sketch. You know, if we were doing a TV show, Big Man and Little Dog, where, you know, the dog and I solve crimes because the dog sits on my shoulder and gives me all the hints, all the clues, and the dog's actually solving the crime – because he is a higher intelligence than me, but because I'm so big, he needs to use me to solve crimes. So even though it looks like I'm in charge, the tiny little dog is actually calling all the shots. Right now, somebody has stolen that idea, and somebody in five years is going to be binge-watching. Hey, man, I just watched season three of Big Guy and Little Dog, and it was hilarious. That big guy is so stupid. Can you believe how dumb he is? The dog knows more than he does. The dog solves the crimes. I love it. Sounds good to me. I'm yeah. down. So that's <laughs> big dog and little big guy and little dog coming next. Listen, Netflix and who all these streaming services are throwing my I watched a couple episodes of the worst show I've ever seen in my life. And I thought it would be right up my alley. It was called Bruise Brothers. Is about these two brothers who open a brewery. Supposed to be a sitcom. I didn't laugh once. And yet I found my, I was like, I got to, so I ended up uh, watching all, it was eight or 10 episodes, like 25 minute episodes over the course of a month and a half. I would watch one every once in a while. The worst show possible. And yet somebody paid them to make it because there's so many places that need content. Seriously, Netflix, if you're watching this, and sure, you're probably one of the, you know, one of the people that do. And I don't know. I know I've just made Netflix a human being rather than somebody at Netflix. But Big Guy and Little Dog, it's a hit. I, I got to plug. Best show idea ever coming from Discovery for Shark Week. Did you hear about this? Oh, I think so. But tell me. Mike Tyson is yes. going to fight a shark. Is I've heard that. Is it real? Yeah, it's real. Now, as part of you being part of the Discovery family of brands, would you be able to go to the Mike Tyson shark fight? We emailed some PR people today to ask if we can get Mike Tyson on my podcast. I'm guessing the answer will be no. But, you know, you never know if you don't ask. Well, he's he might come on. I think it would be a great interview. He's, you know, I've heard him speak. He's funny. He's a little nuts as long as you don't uh, upset him. Yeah. But you'd be remote anyway. Yeah, I don't think I would do anything to upset Mike Tyson. I mean, he's one of the greatest athletes in history. Oh, great fighter. No doubt, no doubt about it. Probably 
probably one of the top five boxers in history. Yeah. The guy's, a, the guy's an animal. He just, so he is, he's crazy. You know what I've been getting on? Every time I go on Twitter, I get an ad from National Geographic. Did you hear about their shark no. thing? No. Are they trolling you now? Yeah. Nat Geo has Shark Fest. Four weeks of shark content. Rip off. That is the, isn't that the most blatant ripoff you've ever heard? Rip off. Like, it's so, it's so obvious. Like, yeah. really? Discovery Shark Week and now Nat Geo has Shark Fest? That's garbage. That, that should is. not be allowed. Nat Geo, come on. Stop. First of all, you should have never changed your name from National Geographic to Nat Geo. Yeah, right. I remember bemoaning that fact when it happened. However, if you're going to blatantly rip something off, don't don't then troll people who work with the Discovery family of brands Thank to you. try to sell your thing. When is Shark Week? I always get confused. August. It's the second week in August, right. I believe. Uh, I'm August. always excited about Shark Week. Yeah? Yeah, I don't watch it. Like I'm not one of those uh, people who will watch every shark show. But there's always a few that I watch, and I'm like, oh, my God, these are unbelievable documentaries, the Shark Week stuff. I Oh, it's good stuff. So uh, Mike Tite... Now, let me ask you this, because it sounds it sounds fanciful that you would have a man fight a shark. Um, do we know do we know anything about how this is going to take place? Will they both will they be in open water? Are they going to force the shark into a boxing ring? Uh, is Mike Tyson going to have to don a dorsal fin and swim and fight? How is this going to take place? I don't have any inside knowledge at all. Darn it. Into this. Or I do, and it's been communicated, and I just either missed it or ignored it. But <laughs> I really don't so, No, you, you, you didn't get the – because I guarantee if you get the loadout on the Mike Tyson fights a shark show, you're not going to go, oh, I'm not reading that. You, that's something you print out, you frame, you mark your calendar, you tell uh, Casey, listen, if the baby starts coming that day, cross your legs because ain't nothing I'm going to do other than watch Mike Tyson fight a shark. It's true. Um, I'm not privy to any knowledge. I, I do remember hearing somewhere, obviously, no sharks were harmed in it. What I would imagine... <laughs> no, they were just kind of dazed a little bit. What I would imagine is no it's... sharks like a, were harmed. I would think it's... They probably are doing it, and this is all speculation. Like I said, I don't have any insider knowledge, but I would imagine it'd be like a man versus bear situation where, like, you're not literally having a tug of war with a... Well, I guess they did do that. Well, yeah. it, it's more like they're not like fighting each other, but maybe it's like a punch underwater versus like how much can the jaws clamp down and they'll have like pressure meters like measure it oh. or like breath holding or, or something like, you know what I mean? Kind of like competitions yeah. that are parallel, but like they're not hitting each other. I would imagine, but I don't really know. You know what I say to that theory? Rip off. <laughs> Rip off. I want to see a great white coming at Tyson and him just square off and boom. And that shark go. That's what I want to see. And it might be. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It's going to be a short show. It's going to be like one of those Tyson fights where it's over in 38 seconds. Don't, don't wait and come in after commercial. Well, if you don't like that program, you can go over to Nat Geo. They're going to have a Vander Holyfield fight a shark. So Wow. It's just kidding. That's nice. Or you yeah. can start sending letters to Netflix going, I heard about this new show, Big Guy and a Little Dog. When's that coming on? <laughs> and I'm giving Netflix right of first refusal because they throw money around like there's no no tomorrow. Netflix has all the money. 
you yes, know. Sir. But listen, I'm not opposed if if you want to put me on uh, Apple Plus or Hulu or or whatever. Uh, Cody, you can be in on this. You can be an executive producer and a co-writer. Um, you know, I get the created by credit, and then you know I'll write and executive produce as well. And um, maybe we need to attach a big star to it, and I mean big physically, not big like name wise. Not like not famous. Well, they can be. They got to be. They if they were a little famous. Um, but I'm trying to think of guys that I know that have Netflix contracts like Sandler and Spade and stuff. And I don't know them. I just know they have Netflix contracts. They're not big enough to pull off a uh, big man and a little dog. No, I don't think so. Charlie Sheen. Who's got him? No, Charlie Sheen's not big enough. You need like the late John Candy kind of size or, uh, you know, or even somebody really tall, uh, like Conan O'Brien size. Cause okay. he's six, five, like you and I. You know who's, or you and I could do it. You know who's really got all the money? It's not Netflix, it's Spotify. Really? Oh, because they gave, what they give Joe Rogan? Like $722 million? I don't know. They bought Gimlet for like $300 million, Then they bought like some other podcast company. Then they bought Rogan. Like, they got, dude, Spotify is just like. That, that's how you deal out money, right? Yeah, is that's. It? It's nice to throw that kind of money. Now, Lisa is taking uh, Lisa has taken issue with the name of the show. She is saying the dog should get top billing, so it should be Chiweeny and Big Guy. That should be the name of the show. Okay. Chiweeny and Big Guy. Well, we can't use that now. It's unsolicited, and I don't want to get sued by Lisa down the road. So we're going to say, no, that, that name is never going to be used. Chiweeny and Big Guy. Chiweeny yeah. and Big Guy. So we'll write that down. We'll delete that comment so there's absolutely no proof that uh, Lisa ever made it. I still like Big Guy and Little Dog, but um, or <laughs> Chiweenie and the Man, like Chico and the Man from the go. 70s. Boom. And then we get uh, Jose Feliciano to write a nice theme song like he did for Chico and the Man. Chico, don't get discouraged. The man, he's going to show you how to live. That was way before your time, Cody. But that was pretty much Chico and the Man right there. Most things were. Were Chico and the Man? Before my time. Oh, well, anything that I'm going to, any recruit, any reference I'm going to make was before your time. No, just most things in human history. All my, all my references are in black and white. Wow. Yeah. I don't even go Technicolor. Anything big coming up this week? I'm, I can't, I won't be here next week. Where are you going to be? Hosting a couple of friends for some games. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's good to know. So yes. we will be back. Uh, we will not be here on the 29th of uh, July. Will we be back in August? We'll be back that first week of August? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah my, uh, I may have mentioned this. Gen Con was canceled. The yes. giant gaming convention. So um, of my 10 or so friends that go, the two that don't have to fly are totally isolated and aren't terrified of COVID. Okay. Which is a very small intersection in a Venn diagram. The two yeah. that are that are able to stay complete that have been able to stay completely socially distant uh, and are nearby and can drive without putting everyone's life at risk are going to come here and play uh, board games for a few days. Um, yeah, I was. Are you locking your wife away somewhere else? Is she going to be quarantining at a nice uh, hotel? I think she'll be just avoiding us as much as she can because okay. we're nerds. But um, well, that's, that's yeah, you know, was, I wasn't going to go to Gen Con anyway because 
um, because my wife, it would be within four weeks of my wife's due date. And I don't yeah. really want to like be four hours away if early labor happens or something. So I wasn't going to go anyway. And then when they canceled Gen Con, I was like, oh, well, hey, like what an opportunity. I'll just host all my friends, combine it into a house warming party, still see everybody. Of course, that was before I realized, you know, we all realized that the world would still be ending and flights wouldn't be a thing. And, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be able to make it. So, right. Uh, you know, smaller gathering, but I figured one last hurrah before fatherhood wouldn't, wouldn't kill me. So hopefully no, that sounds, that sounds like it'll be fun. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll get a co-host, a substitute co-host for next week. Do something, something a little, I know one guy who's been hounding me to, to co-host. You've actually brought it up before. Craig, Craig would probably want to jump in. Be a co-host. Uh, I want to be here when Craig is here. All right. We'll have Craig when you're on. If you know who would. Well, I'll think about it. Maybe we'll, we'll talk this week because I got to get the uh, I got to get the layout for the for the deal. We but, could uh, we could integrate him into a couple because I might need a replacement for a few weeks once I have a newborn. That's true. That's true. Or you might be able. You might just come in for a cameo. Yeah, or the baby would have a cameo. Yeah, but... just come in for five ten minutes and then go back to your fatherhood business. Yeah, early to mid September. I'm thinking you might yeah. see a little bit less of Cody. Well, that's no. That makes. That makes perfect sense. So yes, yeah. we will we will we'll integrate and we'll start doing all that. All right. So you will not be here next week. We'll I'll figure something out. I'll do a shortened version next week. Not like the promise of the New Orleans one. I'm not moving uh, or driving 14 hours next Wednesday. So uh, quite, trust me, I'll be looking for something to do. Uh, but in the meantime, every day people can listen to the podcast. What is it? How is it? Where is it? My podcast is Curiosity Daily. If you go to curiositydaily.com uh, or your favorite podcast app, you can subscribe. It's about 10 minutes a day, so it's a very short podcast, not like these quarantine cast marathons that we treat Correct. you to. But uh, 10 minutes a day, two to three stories. We have some fun stuff. Next week, uh, we're doing a couple episodes with a Stanford behavior scientist named BJ Fogg. And he wrote a book about how to form new habits. And so... He'll be doing a two-part segment explaining how to form a new habit and have it stick based Ooh. on like really new research. Um, and it's really cool. So if you've been trying to like get in better shape or uh, or save more money or eat better or, um, I, you know, talk to your family members more or whatever it is, like it's a really good two-part like research-based life hack kind of thing from the Stanford researcher. So um, it'll be really cool, but that's curiositydaily.com uh, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, and if you go to the website, you can also find out where to vote for us in the podcast awards, yes. which we've mentioned before, but uh, the link is right there on the front page. You'll see it uh, if you want. So that's, that's my daily deal. How about you, Brian? Well, uh, you can go to the my YouTube channel and watch Socially Distant. Episode 64 went up today. It's about a five to five to eight, nine minute uh, little regaling of what's going on. And uh, you can always uh, do that here. Don't forget, you can see us here on Wednesdays, which is great. Now, Friday, I will be on WTMJ from noon until three. You can listen at WTMJ.com. Uh, call and text me. Uh, the number is right there. If you go to the website, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You Whoa. can talk to me or text to me. Um, and it's I'm getting used to doing to broadcasting from here. You know, doing radio from here. I don't enjoy it as much. It's a different energy. I would still rather be in the studio, 
But uh, with the way technology has advanced, I've got everything here that I need, and uh, and we have a lot of fun. So that's Friday from noon to 3 on WTMJ, and I will keep you posted on that. This is the page to uh, to come to to get all of mine and Cody's updates. Uh, so there you go. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting, and uh, we really do appreciate it. I will talk to you next Wednesday. Cody will be playing Dungeons and Dumpster Fires, or I don't know what, uh, what game What game you're going to play. Pretty accurate. Is there? You always have some crazy games, which I enjoy. There will be some terraforming Mars, Seven Wonders, Belfort, Tolkien, maybe a little bit of a race for the galaxy, probably some Eldritch Horror, uh, wow. maybe Sid Meier's Civilization, the board game, the 2019 edition, 2018. <laughs> 2017 edition. Okay. Not the old one. That's old hat. Uh, well, you don't want to play that game. Uh, some other game I got for free. And hope, well, hopefully if my friend Brad comes, but I I don't know. He's kind of iffy because he's worried about the COVID stuff. But if he if he decides, to, if he can isolate long enough to come brave the elements and see us. Perfect. Uh, well, have a lot of fun. I yeah. will talk to you uh, this week. And folks, again, thanks for watching and being part of this. We appreciate it. We will talk to you again very soon. Have a good night. Bye. You want to hear about more board games? Sure. Okay, we'll do.